Hello and welcome to another captivating episode of the That's a Good Point podcast. This is episode 9 of season 6. This is Dion and today I'm joined by John and Irv and Mike. All right, welcome. Hopefully you're one of our loyal fans. Uh, We call those the pointers and you know what we're about to do. If this is your first time, be prepared to be both educated and entertained. Edutained. And we're going to rank a list by having each contestant battle it out. And they're going to go mano e mano. One on one. Head to head. And then we will use our fantastic tool we call the ranking matrix or prioritizing grid. And we will tell you what the best item is. We'd love to hear from you, whether you agree or disagree. Check us out on social media, Instagram and or Twitter. At that's a good point one. Point! No T at the end of point and the number one. Last week on our show, uh, Marnie was here and we ranked music biopics. You guys heard any feedback on that? Any opinions? Any regrets after doing that? I haven't heard a ton. Did you get any, uh, hear any chatter down at the uh, county fair, Irv? Uh, I talked to Marnie a little bit. She said she had had a few people that listened to it and they liked it. Um, she, you know, when she went back and listened to it, she liked it and um, I talked to my mom. My mom liked it, so Good. you know that's. that's How did she feel about where Rocket Man plays? I think I think she understood. I think you know she probably would have had that higher, but that's again a bias of the music that she listens to. So. I hope she's not mad at me because that's the only one I haven't seen on that list. I'm, so yeah, I think she said, "Who's that Dion?" <laughs> why is he? Yeah, on why this is he even on this? Well, that's why I didn't vote. So I, yeah, you know, no. I didn't have an influence on that one. <laughs> I heard one thing, and it was, yeah, that was a good one. So, I mean, nothing about, oh, you should have ranked something Good quality feedback there, yeah. right? So we're, yeah. Mike, did you get a chance to listen to it? Uh, yeah, it was, like, at the beginning, where it was, I was saying as biopics. That's oh, yeah. kind of how I... I'd heard it, it before, so, but... Um, but, yeah, I, a lot of those movies kind of don't fall under movies that I typically would watch, but, um, I mean, the ones that I had seen, they seemed to do pretty well, so I think it worked out pretty well, and, yeah... Marty, she was definitely pumping it up down at the fair when she was doing yeah, her own karaoke stuff. And, <laughs> um, yeah. Mike, what was the... You were a guest host on a podcast in either season one or season two, I think. Which one was that that you were on? Uh, the first one would have been season one when we did the Chicago, Chicago sports, sports teams. And then you came back. Came back last season to do... It was uh, Corey. Songs. Oh, yeah. That's why I did Corey also joined in. One. We did the... Yeah, you weren't there, John. The no. WWF wrestling <laughs> ones because... You know, we had to be really specific about just Attitude Era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, entrance music for that. Yeah, so absolutely. Can't be too broad on that topic right, like that. Right, Well, this week we're going to be ranking a list. I don't know what we want to call these. Uh, uh, season-long anomalous performances. Is that the name of this episode? Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one Season Wonders. We're looking at uh, sports, sports theme here, athletes that had one season that kind of stuck out. Talking about me calling a fluke season. Like winter, spring, summer, and fall? Yes. Yeah. 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 One season that was the better four than the seasons. others. Just, yes. yeah, this same joke. They have, a, bi- they have, a, they have a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we, are, we did hard make that joke. I know, we? yeah. yeah. So, so. <laughs> Deja vu. We're going to try to make a season's joke every episode. It's okay. going to be a new thing for the pointers to All look, right, look well, forward to every week. Absolutely. Yeah, so a season that stuck out. So as an example, here's a cut. Um, and I don't know if this counts, but Brian Sipe, if you don't know who that is, he was the NFL MVP in 1980, and for the rest of his career, wasn't that 
awesome. He had he had a few he good years. Good. The year before in '79, he was good. He was a quarterback for the Browns, by the way. Um, but you know that was kind of an anomalous season. Another quarterback, Scott Mitchell, in '95 had a great season for the Lions. A decent season in '97. Great season for the Lions. It's yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. So right there is an That's anomalous performance. <laughs> but '95 was his best by far. Another football cut. Marcus Robinson in 99, uh, 84 catches for 1,000 yards. And I think, John, did you say he's only a starter one more time? In yeah, he, he played for the Bears and started one more. Bears and a wide receiver. There's something you don't see every day, too, right. while we're right. yeah. <laughs> positions and teams. Yep. Um, yeah, he just had one more year, really, that he was a starter. And then um, Liddell Betts, former Iowa Hawkeye, current Hawkeye assistant coach in 06, ran for 1,100 yards. And his next best season was 370 yards, and that was mostly because Clinton Portis got hurt, right? Yep. And then he just went back to being a backup just running a backup back. backup running back, yeah. Didn't really have any other thing, any other season that even came close to approaching his 06 season. Uh, same, stick with the same team, RG3, Robert Griffin III, and his rookie year, 2012, great season. Uh, he, he had another good season the next year, but the next, the, they went to the playoffs his rookie year, then the following year. The Redskins were just terrible. Who was his running back? Because they both had like really good rookie seasons. But, I feel like was it was it a running back or a fullback? Portis was gone by then. Yeah, no, no it was it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were both having pretty good like rookie type seasons. I don't know. It doesn't I matter. Know. I don't really need to halt hmm. the conversation here. But it, that that following year, he he did rush for like 400 more yards that one year. So he did have a season that kind of stuck out. But was we, it we still was it his out. rookie year that he was, or did he sit a year and then? Oh, that's a good point. In. I don't know. I for whatever reason I was thinking it was his rookie year, but I don't know that. I it was rookie year too. 2012. Uh, 2012 was his rookie year, yeah. and he was a Pro Bowler that season. Yeah. And they went to the playoffs, and so and then the following year the. The Redskins were just bad that year, and mm-hmm. so I, I think he had a decent statistical year. Just Alfred Morris, yeah. yes. who you were thinking okay. of, yep. who, boy, Alfred Morris might have been able. No, he had, he had three thousand yards. I was going to so. say I had him on a fantasy football team yeah. a couple times, and he Never was mind. serviceable. Sorry, Alfred, you don't belong <laughs> on this list. Uh, well, those are football ones. John, you got a, any good baseball ones? Uh, the great one that I. We did not put on the list is Joe Charbonneau, who was an outfielder for the Indians back in the night in 1980 was his rookie of the year season, and he was a power hitter and became kind of a cult hero in Cleveland. He was best known for opening beer bottles with his eye socket and eating lit cigarettes on a dare, and he just did a lot of crazy stuff. I think they even you trying to say them things ain't normal or what? Sorry, (laughs) is that something you do in your spare time? Hey, can someone open this bottle for me? Hey, let me take my sunglasses first off and get that for well, you. Well, first of all, let me swallow my cigarettes, and then I can do that for you. Yeah. Why can't you do both at the same yeah. time? Other baseball players got cut from 1996, Brady Anderson and Ken Caminiti, that, who were both okay baseball players, both three-time All-Stars, but they really boomed in home runs and RBIs that year, and I can't remember what was going on with baseball players about yeah, that. There, time. there might have been something they got, happening. They just got really good for a short stretch there. The court bats. Yeah, they yeah, was court, yeah, bats. court bats. Yeah, I think they just got really good at working out. But those two stuck out. But <laughs> maybe were enhanced by other things. What's one of yours you talked about, Mike? Uh, I just keep going back to the, the 03 Cubs. Oh um, yeah, it's a sore spot know, for some of us. Yep. <laughs> so one of those you got Mark Pryor's. Obviously, you know, starting out, you know, was on fire that year. Um, we can all remember and quickly forget the game six against the the Marlins, um, where he's on the mound and you know just a fly ball just happens to kind of go to left field and 
Moises Lou tried to catch it, and I don't. He just couldn't catch it for some reason. Um, <laughs> Pryor shouldn't have been in the game anymore. Yeah, what, was no. his, what was his pitch count at that point? It had to be over like there, ten yeah. or something. And that's one. Dusty Baker was he was famous for keeping him and Kerry Wood out there, and I mean, obviously Mark had some injuries, yeah. and then towards the end of his career, he was more famous for just doing the throwing the towel right and the bullpen instead of actually throwing a baseball. <laughs> I think 2005 season, he got cut short. He was running the bases. Do you remember that, any of you? And he got, he, he was going from first he, to second. He was, was having a, a good season. He was having a good season. Right? Yeah. yeah, he was 11 so. and 7 in 05. It started 27 games, but I think that was the season he ran into a guy trying to get into second base and hurt his shoulder. Yep. And then the next year, he was 1 and 6 with a 721 ERA, and he never pitched in the majors after that. I. I don't remember who I was, I was watching a sports program and someone said, what's your biggest miss and predictions? And they talked about it and they went back and said, when I saw Mike Pri- Mark Mike Mark Pryor pitch, I thought he was a Hall of Famer. And so, he had, I know he had some injury issues. and whatever. Some people blame it on his throwing motion. Yeah, he had a, a unique throwing motion. It was a throwing motion. different motion that originally people thought would be better for him, but down the road people are like, oh, well, that probably was harder on your elbow and your shoulder than normal throwing another pitcher from the same era that we cut Dontrell Willis 2005 um, for the Marlins and he had one rookie of the year and he pitched regularly but that year uh, 22 and 10 263 ERA second the Cy Young and so I mean that kind of stuck out a little more but he did make an all another Mm all-star team and so maybe wasn't just a one season wonder uh, some basketball ones. Larry Hughes in 0405, averaged 22 points. He led the league in steals. His next best scoring season was 18.8 points, which is still good, 16.5, but just never came back to that. I think that maybe makes some lists because this is the first time that the Wizards made the playoffs. The last time they made it was the Bullets. And he was teammates with Arenas, Gilbert Arenas, and Anton Jameson. And then after that, the Wizards kind of fell off the map and him too, but. Um, Irv, you got a basketball example? Yeah, Jeremy Lin. So he actually started off with the Warriors, which I forgot or didn't know that or whatever, but where I think most people know him from the uh, Lin Sanity era, which yeah. would be with the New York Knicks. And um, it started off with, you know, basically, I was reading up on this a little bit. His agent told him, hey, if you don't do something this game, you're probably not going to play in the NBA anymore. And so, like, he had all this pressure on him or whatever. And, like, he came off the bench, he scored like 20. Five points, I think it was, against the Nets in that first one. And then the next game against the Jazz scored 28 points, 8 assists. Then 38 points versus the Lakers and went on to win like 10 games in 10 out of 13 games or something like that. And so it was kind of this portion of a season where he just kind of took over the media outlets and everything because he was playing really well. And um, let's see, we got so it looks like he averaged 14.6 points. He, he parlayed that season into a contract with the Rockets, and yep. he was their starting point guard the following year. Yep. But then he kind of went, you know, Rockets for a little while, then the Lakers, then the Hornets, then the Nets, and the Hawks, the Raptors. like, And he kind of just was only at places for a very short period of time. Um, John, what's it, your theory on that? Yeah, it must not have been the best teammate. Yeah, I wonder. If anybody knows any good I don't, I don't have any I've never heard that before, but that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of... I think I feel like when people bounce around that much and right. that often... There's some underlying issue. Yeah, if anybody can point us into some Jeremy Lin deep dive stories, I wonder if he was maybe just a jerk or maybe he's a great guy. Maybe he's too nice. Sure. Because some of those NBA players, I've heard this from someone, aren't genuine. 
So if, they, <laughs> if he was genuine, that maybe turned them like, off. Too like, genuine. They lack some genuineness. Yeah, so there. maybe that's just You know, we were sitting here talking about football, and I just, in my mind, there were a few other running backs that popped in my head that aren't even on your list. Yeah. Marion Butts. Remember him? Nope. San Diego Chargers. Natron Means. Yep. San Diego yep. Chargers. Barry Means. Foster. Yep. Like Steelers, Steelers. Panthers. Yep. Um, Barry Foster was on one of the lists I saw. Okay. Yeah. And another Barry, Barry Ward. To your mother. <laughs> or the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. He followed up Okoye, who... Okay. Okoye was probably a little too good to be on this list, but right. not far off. Right. All right, so those of you who are big sports, uh, looking at golf, Marco Mira, who's a Hall of Fame golfer, he won 16 career PGA events, and so he's no slouch by any means. But his 1998 year... He won the what is it, the Open and Masters, right? Yep. And he had his highest finish ever in the PGA, uh, and no other top ten finishes. Oh, sorry, that's somebody else. But he got ranked up to second in the in the world that year, second ranked golfer. And he attributes it to Tiger Woods, who wasn't Tiger Woods as we knew him yet at that time. He golfed with them, and he was Eldrick. Yeah, he gave him a few. <laughs> he gave him a few pointers <laughs> like, "Hey, try this with the swing," and he did, and it just worked out. You know, he's like, "Oh, hey, cool, I'm gonna." Be a good golfer now, but we cut him because he's probably a little too successful to be a one-hit wonder. But his yeah. 1998 year definitely stuck out compared to all the others. Yeah, I think the fact that he's a golf Hall of Famer yeah. might eliminate him from this list. But he did have that one crazy season that was an anomaly compared to the rest. Yeah, Mike, you had another golfer. Uh, yeah. So we have uh, Rich Beam. He uh, he had four wins total. Um, two of them came in '02. Uh, one of them just happened to be the PJ Championship, which is one of the four majors. Right. Uh, the unique thing about that one is he beat that you know pre you know pre talked about Tiger Woods. Um, and and this was, was when he was Tiger Woods. And this was when he wasn't. <laughs> he was actually Tiger Woods. Um, in '02, we won the Masters. Um, being won the PGA, and then Woods came back to win the U.S. Open. So um, to kind of break up Tiger going for that quote Tiger Slam. Right. Right. Um, Who won the British that year? Uh, the British Open. In O2. The Open Championship in O2. Championship in O2. Because the other thing about Rich Bean, while you're looking that up, Raj, like, he usually didn't even make the cut in majors no, other than that one time. Like He wasn't not only in the top ten, he never hardly made the cut in a major other than that one situation in the PGA Championship in O2. Uh, do, 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 do. Still looking here. Yeah. Good question, though, because I'm really curious who won the O2 British Open. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're on Jeopardy someday. And yeah, yeah like, as if you don't know random sports. <laughs> you know, come on, so. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> MVP of Super Bowl twelve. I'm not even going Ernie, there. Oh, we're not doing that. Ernie Els. Oh, All right. Tiger Woods ended up 10 over. Oh, oh so Tiger didn't have a good opening. On Saturday. He wasn't Tiger. He was not Tiger. So now he's not Tiger anymore. No, he's not one last cut that we kind of talked about, but it was pretty. And Michael Chang, tennis player, youngest to ever win a major in 1989. He won the French Open and never won a major after. But he had a good season after the French and moved up in the rankings, but then kind of fell off the map after that. So, our list that we're going to rank today. So, these are one hit wonders, one season wonders, uh, in no particular order. First of all, Icky Woods in 1988. Don Mikowski from 1989, Peyton Hillis in 2010, Mark Fidrick from 1976, Jerome Walton from 1989, 
and Dana Barros from 1994-95. Those first three NFL football players, the next two Major League Baseball players, and the last one an NBA player. So we have one from the 70s, three from the 80s, one from the 90s, and then 2010. Yep. So that's... And, you know, I guess that we don't know if people that are playing right now necessarily always fit into this. Right. Like it could be a season this year that ends up on this list eventually that we wouldn't know yet. Well, and there's plenty of people we, we didn't talk about just now. We just talked about the ones that we considered. But if you, I, I noticed a pattern. A lot of times football, one-season wonders, there's injury involved. A lot of times yeah. baseball, one-season wonders, they're they're rookies. They're young, like Joe Charbonneau, Rookie of the Year, Jerome Walton, Rookie of the Year. Yep. And these guys came in, had a great year, and then pitchers figure them out. And they, you know, they put on the shift. Or you get hurt, too. And they get hurt, too. And then, so it's very rare to just have a season where you're, like, way better than you were the rest of your career. And, but these guys all yep. fit that category. We're going to talk about that because there's one specifically, I can maybe two on this list specifically, that, well, three. Three or four, yep, six of About them. About half of them <laughs> have injury issues. Sure, yep. Whew, that started adding up in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our first matchup is going to be Icky Woods taking on Don Mikowski. Icky Woods, probably famous for the Icky Shuffle. Who was the uh, insurance company that he got some cold cuts and he did the Icky Shuffle? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, was it, is that a Geico commercial? Yeah, probably a Geico, Geico commercial. commercial. Got some cold cuts. Um, he was a rookie in 88. He, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl that year. Uh, after 88, he tore his ACL, was never the same again. He, by the way, had 1,525 career rushing yards. 1,066 came in that rookie <laughs> year. So, I mean, almost everything he accomplished was that year. Now, once again, this is a guy that you can go back and say is probably due to injury. But, right. And he'll take on Don Mikowski, known as the Magic Man, in 1989. He was the Packers quarterback. He was second in MVP, uh, threw for over 4,000 yards. Started okay in 90, but got hurt. He got benched in 91 because he was not okay. In 92, <laughs> was started the season, was playing actually okay, but game two or three, got hurt, came out, and the Packers put in this guy named Brett Favre, mm. and he never came out. Really? So Mikowski was just... Just done, but I mean, famous Jets quarterback Brett Favre. Uh, yeah, Vikings, Vikings quarterback, quarterback yeah. Brett Favre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Mikowski threw for forty three hundred and eighteen yards that year. His next best season was the year before, where he threw for twenty one hundred yards. And so big change there. Definitely a one season wonder. And I vote first, right? Yep. And my Do vote it. is actually going to be for Don Mikowski. Um, he had some injuries, but never really like a major injury yeah. that I could see. And so this is one of those, like, we've probably all been there golfing before. You have like two or three good shots in a row, and all of a sudden you're shanking everything. It's like, how did I do that? You know what I mean? And I, I just feel like he was out there. Do you think he was having out that there thought? throwing the football like, God dang, how did I do that in 89? What, what, was, what am I doing different now? And so I'm, I'm going Mikowski here over Woods. Just, I, don't, I think if Vicky Woods hadn't got hurt, he at least would have been Pretty good. I, I don't know. So serviceable, probably. Serviceable. And so I'm yeah. going Mikowski. Here. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go Mikowski too because he proved that even without being hurt, he wasn't very serviceable for all but one season. Right. Maybe two seasons. You could make an argument the season before. I mean, he went on and played for the Colts and the Lions in a backup role. He did start six games for the Colts in '94, but he wasn't good. Yeah. Right. So right. that's what I mean. Um, Mikowski. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with Icky Woods just just to get Cincinnati into the playoffs. 
Yeah. Um, which, I mean, <laughs> obviously made Super it to the Super Bowl, Bowl, Super Bowl a couple times since then. But um, I think just going with him, like I said, just being famous for the Icky Shuffle, I think, you know, kind of shows that that one season kind of stuck out where you could then parlay that into, you know, the, the commercial and stuff. So Right. Yeah, definitely Icky Shuffle is as famous yeah. as Icky Woods. Our next matchup, the matchup of the running backs on our list. It's Icky Woods' 88 season versus Peyton Hillis' 2010 season. In 2010, he rushed for over 1,100 yards in, in only 14 games. And after that, he fell off the map. He did have some hamstring and injury issues. I don't think it ever kept him out a whole season. Concussion. Uh, concussions. concussions. And I think that's, you had, we looked that up. His doctor actually asked him to retire finally and yeah. say, hey, listen, you've had too many concussions. Uh, after that 2010 season, though, I think there was like a fan vote, and he was voted for the cover yep. of Madden. And so then there's always like, was this the Madden curse for him? Mm-hmm. Um, the following year, he did rush for 580 yards on 161 carries, which isn't great, but that's useful. But he only played in 10 games, and so once again, hamstring issues kind of slowed him down. But um, I'm going to go back to you talk about Icky Woods. I think Peyton Hills is the same way. That whole Madden curse thing kind of amplified how big a deal this was. Um, but he was serviceable as a running back before and after that one season. And Irv, you talked about this early, earlier off before we started recording. He was a fullback, so it really wasn't his job to carry the ball that much. And mm-hmm. that good year, everybody in front of him in the depth chart got hurt. And so, I mean, his role wasn't necessarily to do that. And so... I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go. This is your battle of Woods and Hillis. But it's not, John, I'm, not, I'm not voting so first. We're going to let John so. vote yeah. first. So I think I'm going to go with Icky Woods on this one because I think his one standout year was a little bit better than Hillis's. And that you guys might be able to argue that. He didn't have quite as many rushing yards or as many receptions, but he scored more touchdowns and became kind of a cult hero. His team went to the Super Bowl. His team did go to the Super Bowl, and that was a good football team, Yeah, obviously. Um, but he was the center of attention there. Uh, I think kind of going back to what you are talking about, Dion, with Hillis, is it wasn't necessarily his doing that led him to do it. It's because everyone got injured ahead of him. Right. So, I mean, is it a one-hit wonder because all those people all of a sudden just got injured, so he kind of had to fill in for it? But Right. Let's get, we talked about Liddell Betts earlier. He had a yeah. great season because he had to do it, and then he just went back to doing his job. I mean, so. Yeah, but then he, like you're talking about Betts, is he couldn't parlay that into yeah. something else where he tried to. And um, So I'm going to go Hillis. Uh, we, you see the term Madden curse, and I mean, there's a lot of things about it, but it's also people that are on there because they had a really, really good season before. So it's you're trying to have someone repeat greatness the next year, it might be a little bit right. harder, especially for someone like him that just came out of nowhere. So, I think these two are pretty close. In that they're both fullbacks. They're both running backs. They both had kind of a season that sticks out. Obviously, that's why they're on the list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they they both got hyped. One because of the Super Bowl Nikki Shuffle, one because of the Madden. But I think um, one thing that might that is going to break the tie for me is that Peyton Hillis, while he got hurt, it wasn't his injuries that held him back, whereas Icky Woods, I feel like, if he hadn't tore his ACL. And this, you know, in 1988, if you tore your ACL, you you were probably done. There weren't a lot yeah. of people coming back from that like you no. can now. And so he may have been more. And so that's where I think Icky Woods' season maybe is more disappointing. And so I'm going to give my vote to Icky Woods. Okay. Yep. I don't know if that makes sense or not. but 
All right, gonna have to start crossing over sports here. So how did that end up going? I was I lost focus for a minute through all that. Not because of your description. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, you two voted for Icky. Yep. He voted oh, for Oh, that's Eddie, interesting, because so. you were the lone Icky vote on the but, first vote, yeah. too. Yeah. Huh. Intriguing. We're going to have our first sports crossover here. We're going to have football versus baseball. It's going to be Icky Woods taking on Mark. Is it Mark Fidrick or Fidrick? Fidrick, I think. Fidrick or Fidrick. Yeah, I, there's a chance I could be wrong, too. Yeah. In 1976, he won Rookie of the Year. So here's another example of a rookie baseball player. Uh, he was second in the Cy Young. Uh, he went 19-9. and nine. It was for the Tigers, nicknamed as the Bird. Very strange guy. It's fun to go back and watch some oh, videos of this guy. Hilarious. He'd crawl up to the mound. He'd like, bless the dirt and do these weird things. He wanted to fix the spike marks in the dirt yeah. and manicure it. And then he'd talk to the baseball, and he'd like pretend he was throwing the baseball like, like a, a dart before the pitch. Yep. <laughs> Just a total character. Yeah, so... It, Rest of his career, ten and ten. I think shoulder injuries kind of derailed him, and he really ended up not playing real long. I think pitched what three or four more seasons. He had a good first half of the '77 season, the and then got season. hurt. So he, he was, was named all, in, actually an all. star He was named an all star, but I don't think I think he got hurt right before the All Star game. So he never pitched in the All Star game. I don't gotcha. think or any time in the second half. And then never played more than five or six Tr- games. Tried after to game. make some comebacks, but it just didn't. He always got hurt. Yeah, he was out of baseball. It was in by 1980. 1980 was his last season. Yeah. So, 24 complete games in 29 starts. You don't see that today. No. <laughs> definitely not doing that anymore. But that was not uncommon back then. No. All right. So, Icky Woods versus Mark Fidrick, the bird. Oh, jeez. Uh, when you kind of look through them, I mean, obviously both careers were cut short by injuries. Um, yeah, definitely a similarity here. When you kind of look at it, it was, oh, man. Uh, I think I'm going to go back with, with Icky Woods on it. Just, I mean, yeah, you know, Mark got the rookie of the year and was almost, you know, second Cy Young, but I still think being able to get the team to the Super Bowl and stuff. And, you know, I I just, yeah, I just think we'll go Icky Woods, I think, for that one. Right. These guys are also two that are very well known for their, I don't want to say antics, but personalities. Their other antics. things. Yeah. Pers- like the shuffle, all the craziness of Mark Fidrick. Right. <laughs> And characters of the game. And in '76, the Tigers did not make the Super Bowl. So, or <laughs> <laughs> in '88, the Bengals did. I think I'm going to go with Fedrick just because I don't know just how good he was that '76 year, Rookie of the Year, won the Cy Young, or not him. Sorry, got second in the Cy Young, um, and there, and then started out really good the next year, and then kind of just completely fell off the map, and you didn't know why. Like, where what happened to this guy? So. I'm going to give my vote to the bird. Yeah. Um, Fidrick is definitely in my top two, I think. Okay. Um, I might be able to be persuaded against another person, but um, I'm going to go Fidrick against Icky. It's a very intriguing matchup because they have two very similar careers, I think. Yeah. Even in different sports. Yeah. All right. Next matchup, I think I'm going to lead us off, right? This is yep. going to be... Icky Woods versus Jerome Walton. Jerome Walton from 1989. Send it in, Jerome. Oh, wait. Wrong wrong Jerome. (laughs) Yep. He was the 1989 Rookie of the Year for the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs made the playoffs that year. Um, Sure did. He never approached that again. Actually, didn't even really... He kind of became a role player (laughs) after that, right? I mean, the, the following year, he went from hitting 293 to hitting 263. Then he was a bench player, and then he... He had a decent year with the Reds one year, but he was mostly a, a pinch hitter and a spot yep. guy. And 
by 1998, he was out of, out of the league. I want to say in 89, his average was above 300 for a lot of the year, and he kind of tailed off a little at the end yeah. and got it down to 293, if I remember. He had a big, long, like the, I think maybe yep. even the record for longest hitting streak for a rookie. Yep. Which yeah, I remember, that was when I was watching baseball every All day. the time. Yep, <laughs> same year. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jerome Walton in 89, Icky Woods in 88. Uh, I'm just going to have to go with the guy that, I watched probably most of his games and thought, oh, wow, this guy's going to be good. And then he wasn't, and that's Jerome Walton. <laughs> so I'm voting. That's a, probably some Cubs bias there, but Jerome Walton Great. gets my vote here. I'm going to go with Walton, but I'm going to go for the reason being that out of these guys, he didn't really have any injury that seemed to derail his career. No. He just had that one great most of 1989, and then just never really amounted to much after that. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to go Walton. Uh, something you guys kind of brought up earlier. It's, especially with baseball, is you can have a lot of rookies come in and dominate, and then once they get through the league and as a batter, pitchers start figuring out where to throw you. Or, yep. you know, I guess going back to you know Fidrich, where as a pitcher, batters start seeing you enough, they kind of start realizing kind of what your ball movement looks like and stuff and you know then they can start kind of teeing off on you a little bit so i think that's maybe something with him as team just started figuring out how to pitch them and right during jeff francoeur came in the league yeah. he was on the cover of sports illustrated like he was going to be the next great player and then he was kind of below average after that start i mean just that's kind of the same thing he came in like right. fire then the pitchers figured him out and um i just Fid Rich, it is. It is rich. correct. I, just I was gonna say I thought that. I thought I'd heard Fid Rich. You are correct. So it's your guys' first sweep, by the way. Oh. oh wow! Yeah, everything before that. I think Mike was the Lone Ranger, and you two were in sync on well, what you were voting. You're gonna call us Tano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he called us in sync. All right, our last matchup. I think Johnny lead us off. This is gonna be Icky Woods from '88 taking on our only basketball entry. Dana Barrows from the 1994-95 season. It was his lone all-star season. He played for the 76ers. He averaged 20.6 points per game, 3.3 rebounds, 7.5 assists. And those are all career highs in each of those categories by a lot. And he did parlay this into a couple years later getting a pretty big contract from uh, Boston and went and played for the, the Celtics. Oh, <laughs> Pistons were after the Celtics. Yeah, and then yeah, sorry, I, I couldn't think My of Celtics bad. for some reason. Yeah, then so, um, but yeah, that one season sticks out like a sore thumb. Twenty point six points per game. His next highest after that was thirteen. Uh, the seven and a half assists. He did average five point two assists the year before that, so which is pretty good. He had a long career. Was a very serviceable player, but never really reached the heights that he had that in that ninety four ninety five season. So. So you're saying if you randomly picked him for fantasy that year, you probably won your league that day? Yeah. Yeah, he would be one of those <laughs> yep. for sure. Those guys yep. Am I leading this you're one leading off? Oh, boy. This is a difficult one. I'm struggling with this. Um, I would not have even guessed Dana Barros, but then you brought some good points up when we were talking earlier that has yeah, I did some, swayed some me some a little bit math that on way. this guy. And, yeah. Because he really was just a run-of-the-mill player other than that one really, really good season. If you take this one season out, he looks like a decent backup point guard. But then you throw this one season in, and he's a legit NBA All-Star. Yeah. I'm going to go Dana Barros in a little upset, I think. Yeah. 
I think Barrows just like you said. I mean, it's his stats that one season were above and beyond mm-hmm. everything. That even if you took those out, you saw his points would be less than half. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then was he the one that we saw had like the most consecutive three pointers? Yep. Yeah. Um, he, he had that record, and then like Irv brought up, it's we're kind of shocked that that didn't hold nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Some people kind of shoot threes nowadays. Yeah. I don't. I don't know about that, Shoot but. a three or a layup, unless you're Demar Derozan, then you king of the mid range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to vote. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this one's easy for me. It's Dana Barrels. Like I, said, I did some math earlier. I just was doing some calculating, having fun with spreadsheets, and just that season mathematically sticks out like a sore thumb more than than most of this people were looking at. So I'm I'm voting Barrels. You can have fun with spreadsheets. Heck yeah. Right. Why not? <laughs> Good enough. I gotta teach that next year. Yeah. yeah. Fun with spreadsheets. Uh, what was uh, Sheldon's? Fun with flags. Right? <laughs> yeah. All well, right. Ready to get into the keeper moving? Keeper moving. Keeper moving. So I think, is this Mike or yep. Mike? All right. This is going to be the Magic Man, Don Mikowski, is going to take on Peyton Hillis. Uh, I'm going to go Hillis. I'm going to go Magic Man. I just think his. I, I got a good story, and I, I thought of this earlier as a good analogy. If I can tell, you look at me. Yeah, let's slow it down. We don't want to keep her moving. Go ahead. Uh, Tailgating an Iowa State game, playing bags, and for whatever reason, I got zoned in. And my partner and I, winter stays, right? You call it cornhole, I guess we can get. That's a conversation for a different day. We won like five games in a row, and I was on fire. And then we just quit, not because we didn't win, just because we needed a break from it. Went back later, and I think my first throw, I hit him, then threw one short in the grass. and, and, And I just remember having this like, how was I doing that before? And I, I once again, I just pictured Don Mikowski out there at practice, throwing to the guys with no defense on him and like throwing it five yards out in front. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Like, where's that 89? Is he like Uncle so, Rico and Napoleon yeah. Dynamite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, that's, I, that's how I picture Mikowski. So I got to go. Don I think Mikowski you should here. send him. He's got to have a Twitter. Sure. Send him a tweet. Direct message, say, did this ever go through your head? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll respond back before Brian May, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry to hijack that. No, that was good. The creator decide for you, I'm going Mikowski. Um, I'm going to go Mikowski as well. Uh, the length of career, because he had a lot more years where he didn't do anything than Hillis did. Yeah. They both had one really solid year. Both had a couple other okay years. But Mikowski had a lot more just not good seasons. All right, I'm going to lead us off. It's going to be Mikowski versus Fidrich. And this is these two are very similar to me, um, but I think because I don't think injuries caused it and it was just that fluke season, I'm going to go Mikowski. And I think, ah, oh boy. Um, I might go with Fidrich. Oof, a lot of ties today. Uh I think Mikowski, um, just kind of like you said, Dion, is the no injury thing. I think it makes it more fluky. Yeah. And, yeah, your story of you just hitting your partner with a bag, just, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of funny. So, well, and so this this next matchup, John, you're going to lead us off, right? And it's Mikowski yes. versus Walton. This is your what the heck's going on here. Because yeah. it didn't seem like there's 
there's a big injury thing here. It's just I can't figure out how I played like that before. And so that's the Mikowski Walt Jerome Walton matchup here. Yeah, I'm struggling like and Dana Barrows fits that too, but yeah. That's why I said before Fidrich is probably in my top two, but I don't know if it's my votes may t- not, not turn out that way. Sure. Because I was pretty close to pulling the trigger on Mikowski on the last one. Um this one I think yeah, these are very, very similar. Um you think Jerome Walton ever got in the batter's box and was like, how did I do that again? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or maybe he just didn't really get a lot of chances after right. the 1990 season. He kind of got benched because he wasn't as good. And so. And then he got shipped off to other places and never really made it. I don't know that Mikowski got a lot of chances either. I mean, once Brett Favre took over, right, that right. was the end Well, of then that. he went to Indianapolis after yeah. that. So I think... I'm going to go with Mikowski here. All right. Uh, I would go with Walton just because, well, let's just be honest. Mikowski <laughs> didn't stink. Uh, we wouldn't have Brett Favre, and the Bears might have won a couple more games, but well, that's probably true. not. Yeah. So uh, just go with Walton. You're voting for Walton despite Favre. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep, just, and also because it makes it tie to you. So. Yeah, okay. This, yeah. These two, I think, I think yep. maybe are two more similar in that they just had that one great season. But I go back to what we talked about earlier. Baseball players, a lot of times their rookie year is like that, and then pitchers figure them out. And so Mikowski had a decent season before this and then had a really good season and then fell off the map. And so that's why my vote's going to go Mikowski here. All right, who lead us off on this one? It's Mikowski taking on Dana Barros. Mike, you're going to lead us off. Uh, I'm going to go with Barros. I also will go with Barros. I was going to go Mikowski. All right. We just can't... We have have just one sweep so far. Yeah. No. No. You had two at the end of round one. Okay. This could end up being like the record for least sweeps ever. All right, so who well, I've lost track of where we're at. So yeah. right, Hillis, Hillis versus Fidrich. Yeah, but it's, that's me leading off. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Peyton Hillis taking on Mark Fidrich. So twenty ten. I'm going to go Mark Fidrich here. Fidrich. Uh, just because we wanted sweep, I was going to give you sweep anyway. But yeah, we'll go Fidrich. All right, Johnny, lead us off. Peyton Hillis versus Jerome Walton. Jerome Walton. Jerome. Hey, make it a sweep. Now I mentioned it. Now <laughs> we're just sweeping everything. All right, Peyton Hillis versus Dana Barros. Uh, Barros. 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 All right. So I think we found our lucky charms there. We did. <laughs> All right, next up is going to be Mark Fidrich versus Jerome Walton. Mm. Ah, your baseball entries here. Both rookies of the year, both kind of fell off the map. I feel like Fidrich fell off harder. That's what I was just going to say. Sooner, and so I'm going to go Fidrich here with the bird. I was going to say Fidrich because I felt like his peak was higher than Jerome Walton. They were both rookie of the years, but his season was much more dominating than Jerome Walton. Jerome Walton was just a good player and kind of a bad year for rookies. Yeah, and I don't really know who Fidrich beat out for AL Rookie of the Year in 1976, but um, yeah, his fall was greater and his high was higher, so I'm going to go Fidrich. Uh, just so we don't have too many sweeps in a row, I'm just going to go with Walton. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is going to be Fidrich versus Barros. John, you lead us off. I think I'm going to go Fidrich there as well. Uh, I'm going to go Barros. I'm going to go Barros. I just think that season sticks out 
more than others. So. For the record, there were only the top two in AL Rookie of the Year that year were Fidrich and a catcher for the Minnesota Twins named Butch Weininger. Oh, Butch Weininger. All right, one last matchup. Is that right? Yep. And this is to Mike. It's going to be Jerome Walton. From 1989, taking on Dana Barrows from 1994-95. Uh, just stick with Barrows. That season just such an anomaly. I, I agree, and we'll vote for Dana Barrows. Um, I'm going to go Walton, because I feel like his other seasons were less even than Barrows's. Barrows's other seasons weren't nearly as good as his best one. That's true. Uh, but yeah. he was a solid bench player. Right. Which a bench player in the NBA is different from a bench player in MLB. Right. That that is true that Barros like maintained a long career and he was useful for what his role was. Yeah. It just shot a lot of threes, made this, a lot of this threes. This one season, so he maybe wasn't a one season wonder in that sense, but that one season was just so different than the others. Yes. And I can't. That's I, true. For whatever reason, I can't get that out of my head, which is why I kept voting for him. So we're done voting, right? You're calculating, Nerf. Yep. John, you got a good question Ooh, to, to discuss oh this week. Um, well, we know our lucky charms. So if you go back to those cuts, could you have voted for any of those over old Peyton Hillis? You know, maybe. I think. I honestly think Rich Beam could have. We could have made a case. Yeah. Um, I think whoever we drug in was going to get sixth. I think we had a good top. Yeah, five. I, I think Liddell Betts is very similar to Peyton Hillis. Yeah. I think Liddell Betts is probably similar to Dana Barros, even because okay because he performed was, a role. Yeah, he he just went. He was a role player and then went back to being a role player and was good at it and just never had a season. I've got a, again. I do have a question. Team sport wise, can you think of any teams like in most sports? There are the teams that you think of as the really good teams and the really not good teams. Like if you say Major League Baseball, well. The Yankees and the Dodgers are always really good, right. and the Pirates and the Tigers and I don't know who else is usually bad. The Diamondbacks, yeah, which they've all had good seasons. They've all had good seasons, right? You could so, say Orioles, but in the seventies they were great, right? So, 80s, like, so. currently, most recently, what are some of the outlying seasons for the season? That either came MLB, out of NBA, NFL. I don't think we have enough knowledge in our in this room about hockey to make that determination. Right. Maybe we do. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> What are some of the outlying seasons? Like, I I think the Tigers made the World Series in two thousand six. Six. Did they make it again? But the nineteen eighty four Tiger season always rings out as like that is an anomaly. Oh sure. And they were good in that era, but that eighty four Tigers team was like a hundred and some it, wins. Yeah, it was one of the best teams of all time. And yeah, yeah, and then where'd they come from, and then where'd they go? Or you could look at the other way. Like, is yeah, there a yeah. Yankees team that was really bad? Oh, that's true, too. I mean, they had some bad seasons in the mid-'80s. Yeah. I don't know. Does anything jump out to you guys? I mean... Um, I can't think We're of all a fan of a team where you could say 16-1 Bears is a bit of an anomaly. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just keep thinking back just to... Who was the 16-1 ups? Was it... I beat Virginia. Uh, oh yeah, the UMBC. Yep. Oh yeah, a little NCAA basketball. I mean, that's, that's a good one. That's I mean, it's still yeah. just like a one day thing, but I mean, it's it never happened. I mean, they they beat them. And we probably don't know what the rest of their season even yeah. was like. We know they were their conference champions, but right. we don't know if they were the regular season conference champions yeah. or they just got like, a good run there. Right. Ready for some results? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, in sixth place, as you probably guessed, Peyton Hillis. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, in fifth place, Icky. 
Ah, the icky shuffle. The two yeah. fullbacks and sixth and fifth there. Yep. In fourth place, we have Walton. Jerome Walton. Jerome Walton, okay. In third place, we have Fidrich. Is am ah, I saying that Mark right? Fidrich, yep. yeah. In second place, how do you say it? Mikowski. Mikowski. And then in first oh. place, Dana Barros. Dana Barrow. What do you think about that, Irv? Um, well, I, you know, honestly, as I was keeping track, like I was just noticing the total number of votes on a lot of these are actually fairly similar, but it didn't. I didn't end up needing to use those as far as figuring out. The wins all kind of, oh, they, you know, okay. worked out. There but, no ties. Um, no, so it, it all kind of worked out that way. It, the way it started with you guys, I thought maybe it was going to be a little more mix and match, and we were going to have to do some of that. I but felt like course, it was as we yeah, were going. Yeah, that surprised like that. It, it, it felt that like way that. a little bit, but yeah, as we went, you guys started to find your, towards the tail end, there was a little more agreement, I think, there. Yeah. Of course, Raj would just be the contrarian, <laughs> and, you know, which, you know, hey, normally that's Dion, so was, it's a little refreshing. Well, so. <laughs> you, you guys have turned me into a caricature that's not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, as far as my voting, you know, to be honest, I hadn't given a whole lot of these much thought until we started doing this research, and um, I so in just because you have a unique perspective, you just get to sit back and kind of listen to yeah. our arguments. And, yeah, I thought I thought Barros, I thought Dion's point, you know, fun with spreadsheets over there about <laughs> if you take away the season, how it basically cuts everything in half or whatever, yeah. and like just how statistically much of an anomaly that was. I like that one being number one, and then from there could be talked into a number of different ways. So. I just like picturing Don Mikowski out there tossing the football 10 yards too long and go, God dang, what was Come that? on, Don. What did I do again? <laughs> well, that should do it for this week in this episode of That's a Good Point. Check us out on social media at That's a Good Point One. Point! Um, any parting words, guys, before we. That was a, a pretty good discussion because I didn't really know what the objectives were going to be going right, yeah. and I felt it... like it was. Pretty good stuff. Another had to figure out the objective episode. Sure. Yeah. I do want to make a formal apology. Earlier, Dion, when you said prioritizing Grant, I forgot to say nice job to you, so Jeez. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here, let me try to get hurts as you guy. Nice. <laughs> nice job. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah, I used my one good job earlier. <laughs> All right. So until next week, how are we going to do a few more episodes this season? Or we haven't decided yet? I think we haven't decided. I think, you know, we're we're going to get one for sure. One, one for, for sure, sure, maybe a couple more. It'll just depend. We're getting kind of busy getting closer to school, and we got yeah. state, state fair, fair in there. And so it we might might be able to get a couple yeah, more. we got to go back to work, don't we? Yeah. It might even be a thing. I mean, there's no rules here. We could just take a week off and That's come back in. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Say it all the time. Mike, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Glad to come back on. I don't know the third timer. I don't know if that makes me the second highest behind, way behind Marty or no. um, Snells. I think Snellers may have been three maybe, right? Yeah. At least. Well, so the family's got six. Yeah, yeah. you and so <laughs> brother, brother John, yeah. Well, well, hey, I think you can take this podcast and introduce some people in another absolutely. area of the state. Definitely, yeah. definitely going to do that. Going to yeah. use the Praetor. Praetoriorsi. Praetoriorsi grid. Um, the ranking matrix. Ranking matrix. Yeah, definitely going to use that to do school. For sure. Um, reference the podcast a lot. So. You bet. Definitely will try to get Open up a whole new basket uh, of pointers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Until next week. Uh, sayonara. Sayonara.